Welcome to the Genuinely You podcast channel, which is packed with advice and tips on how to live your life with purpose. Do you wish you felt happy and fulfilled? Are you feeling stuck, wishing things could be better? Are you ready to take some action and create the life you want? To start living an empowered life, you need to recognize and make full use of the power and freedom that comes from being genuinely you. Your host is Gina Gardner, a number one best-selling author whose whole life has been about supporting people to achieve personal empowerment, helping people just like you recognize that they can. Since I started working as a coach, I've often been struck at how many people are feeling very lonely and isolated. It leads to incredible unhappiness, and it's often the trigger which brings clients to work with me. Surprisingly, many of these clients were actually living within a relationship with a significant other. Listening to their stories has made me realise that it's common to feel very alone in a relationship which isn't working. Sometimes the loneliest place is when we're in the midst of others. Many of these clients arrive believing that everything would be okay if only they could change the way their partner behaved. They see themselves as a victim with no choice and no power. Now today I'm going to explore the situation as it relates to living with a workaholic, but there are all sorts of reasons why people feel alone in a relationship. As we go through this talk, you'll discover that many of the things I talk about are relevant no matter what the problem is. This is just happens to be the focus of today. For much of the time, clients felt that they were expected to manage entirely on their own whilst their partners were busy with work. They were left waiting for long periods of time, simply waiting for their partner to be available to talk to or to do things with. Having their partner physically present was no indicator of their being available as their attention was elsewhere. Modern technology adds the final twist of the knife. Any workaholic partner has so many more opportunities to be in work mode these days. Long gone is the single phone on an attached wire in the hall. Mobile phones, Blackberries, emails all have a voracious appetite for attention 24-7. Those partners of workaholics who have children find themselves living the life in all practical terms of being a single parent within the marriage or partnership. An added pressure is created because the children often idolise their missing parent. The absent parent is rarely there to do the boring stuff like homework or nagging them to tidy up their bedroom. And when they do make themselves available, the children get to do fun things as it's such a rarity and this gives the activity incredibly high status. Once the partner returns into work mode, the parent left behind has a double whammy of having to deal not only with their own feelings of being left, but also with disgruntled and disappointed children too. It can feel really, really unfair and be incredibly frustrating. An added difficulty arises when the partner also wants to take time out for themselves, to unwind or relax. Now that's particularly difficult where the activities exclude you and the children, or the children. It acts very often like a slap in the face. 
Those working significantly long hours expected their partners to be on tap when they finally had time to spare on the relationship, making it really difficult for the partner to create a fulfilling hobby or to spend time with friends. So, if you're the partner of a workaholic and they want to spend time with you or they need you to entertain people for work, are you expected to drop everything and be available all the time? Are you faced with variations on a theme of the following logic? You've been nagging me to spend time with you and then when I want to do just that you're off doing something else. Or, I've got so little time, surely you want to spend it with me. Or, my commitments are so much more important than yours, after all it's me who supports the lifestyle you enjoy, I'm the one that brings in the money. You could have planned to do that any time. I'm the wage earner that keeps you in the manner that you want to be kept in. Surely it's not too much to ask for you to be with me when I have the time. Look, when I get home from work, I'm too tired to deal with this. Surely you can sort out the plumber, the insurance, the children's homework, the problem with the teacher, the dentist, the whatever. Or, I want to spend quality time with the children, so let's do something fun. They can do homework later. Or, I buy them wonderful things. What more do they, or you, want from me? I can hear you all saying, we know the problem only too well. What we want to know is how to fix it. If you've tried all the usual ways of trying to change the workaholic habits of your partner, maybe it's time to change your attitude towards the problem. There is no simple answer to what is a very complex problem, but ask yourself how indispensable are you and your partner to one another? There's some principles here that we need to establish. And the first is, the only person that you have total control over is you. The second principle is the person who's responsible for your happiness and well-being is you, no one else. The third principle is if there's something happening in your life that you don't like, it's up to you to do one of two things. To change it, if that's possible, or to change the way in which you react and feel about it. Remember, you're not a victim unless you choose to be. You are the common denominator that you take into every single situation in your life. You can choose to give other people the control over your emotions and your destiny, or you can choose to take the power back into your own hands. Of course it can be scary and very challenging, but the rewards are well worth it. And the downside of not doing something leaves you trapped. When you have no control over changing someone else, the only thing you can do is change your attitude towards it. And very often changing your attitude impacts on the very thing you found impossible to change. The only place to start changing anyone else is by changing your approach, your emotional state, your behaviours. It's important to say that loving your partner and accepting unacceptable behaviour are two very different things.
I am in no way talking about accepting bullying, violent and threatening behaviour from your partner. If that's happening, I would suggest that you need to get some expert help and you need to get out of there. But think about your particular circumstances. Do you sit waiting for your partner to find a small space for you in their life? By sitting waiting for them to be free, you begin to create a structure within the relationship which states that it's acceptable for them to treat you in that way. They're able to sustain their pattern of behaviour because you're at some level colluding with them. This is not about paying them back. Indeed, that's the very last thing I'm suggesting. But what this is about is developing a strong sense of your own self-worth. Being honest with yourself and avoid playing the victim. Learning what motivates and drives both you and your partner and understanding how to make both sets of needs work. Being loving to your partner, but whilst loving yourself. Learning to communicate effectively with your partner. Often two people in a partnership are using the same words, but the meanings that are attached to them are completely different. And when you're using language, be very, very aware of the tone that you use, that edge or the whine. That makes the communication very, very different. Using loving language which sets out your case clearly and firmly without accusing, nagging or whining is incredibly important. Setting out clear boundaries of what is acceptable and what isn't and sticking to them. Creating a life which you find fulfilling even when your partner's not available. Making sure you make the most of every moment of your life rather than sitting waiting. There are lots of strategies to help you achieve this set out in the Relationship Bridge or if you'd like some individual help you can book a session with me through the website. Good luck and do let me know how you get on. You've just been listening to another great Genuinely You podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Genuinely You is a culmination of Gina's work spanning over 30 years of helping people learn what makes them feel happy and truly fulfilled and how to achieve it. Please visit genuinely-u.com today to find out more.